This week on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, it's the Star Wars Spin-Off Showcase! Hello and welcome to a delicious mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. Mm. Oh. Sorry, I was just eating some of this delicious mini-sode. It's very good. It's got hints of cinnamon. Mm. Speaking of hints of cinnamon, I'm your very own hint of cinnamon, John Rooney Taylor. Oh, Nice. Right? He's a little spicy. Don't eat a whole spoonful. Oh. Or you'll sneeze real bad. I don't know. I never actually watched any of those yeah, cinnamon challenges. I, I think you just go... A lot. Yeah. Fair enough. You make the sound. Buddy, I'm over 30. I make that sound anyway. Yeah. It's the sound that the, the orcas make when Mo was trying to <laughs> smuggle them out of the tavern in the X Files Simpsons episode. Uh, so this week, uh, in anticipation of next week's episode, when we discuss Solo, a Star Wars story, we're going to be instituting uh, our very own Star Wars spinoff showcase. Uh, much like we did for Demolition Man, where we created the Demolition Man cinematic universe uh, and did a bunch of our own Demolition Man spinoffs we wanted to see, we're going to take our time to talk about the Star Wars spinoffs we want to see, because obviously Solo, uh, as you'll hear next week, didn't leave uh, the most cinnamony taste in our mouth. No. Uh, it was more of like a rancid red chili flake. I wouldn't even say that much. It, it was more like a Cinnabon, where it was like, mm, I guess. This, is too, this tastes like preservatives. Is I, I, tastes I, see, like. I see where you want me to taste the cinnamon, but I don't. Yeah. Okay, first of all, Fuck you, Cinnabon's no. the best. Absolutely not. <laughs> Second of all, fuck you again, Cinnabon is the best. Buddy, no. <laughs> Go get a fucking Stan's Donut, and Ooh. then you tell me about Cinnabon. Yeah, I've had a Stan's Donut. They're very good, but nothing beats a Cinnabon. It's a full pound of sugar <laughs> and bread. In every it's tablespoon. hot. Well, I was thinking specifically the cinnamon flavor content of oh, the cinnamon. Oh, sure, yeah. Look, if severely we're, okay, lacking. Okay, so if yeah. we're talking about cinnamon content, then yes. As a cinnamon roll, it's way down. But as a well, delicious food item, it's pretty great. It let's stop hot gooey sugar on hot gooey sugar. Yeah, yeah, let's stop kidding ourselves. Cinnabon, just sell me a shot of the cream. Ooh. You can buy the icing on its own. It's twenty five cents. Yeah, nice. That's all I'm out. That's that's all I'm there for, nice. man. Right. Like I'm getting the cinnamon bun so I don't look like a monster in the food court. But no, I'm there to fucking drink a shot of your fucking weird icing. It's like it's why you order the extra gravy at Cracker Barrel. You're gonna drink that gravy. Oh, that's yeah. the whole point. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, so let's get to the Star Wars spinoff showcase. Um. Patrick, what Star Wars spinoff would you like to see? Uh, you know, this was a tough one. Because, I mean, like, my first impulse is, like, young Count Dooku. When he's just, like, Earl of Dooku. He's just, like, lording <laughs> over his peasants and arranging his affairs and shit. Now, Dooku is his name, not necessarily what he is the Count over. Oh, yeah? So he's yeah. not, like, the Count of Dooku? No. Oh, did he no. start off as, like, a Deku nut? And yeah. then, like, Ganon got him and turned him into a Dooku? Well, no, no, no. He started out as a Deku nut. He planted that when he was young Link. And yeah. then he played the Song of Time and skipped ahead. 
Fair. fair. Well, no, he played the, the song to get to the Temple of Time to unsheathe the Master Sword. Yeah. Oh, see, I, thought, then, he was, yeah. I thought it was a Deku, and then he defeated a Charizard, and he evolved into a Dooku. That makes... I yeah. take that movie, too. I also I have a fondness for Yoda recasting the Danny DeVito role from that movie where he teaches all those kids about Shakespeare. To a Renaissance man? Yeah. No, that'd be great. But I think, uh, like, seriously, Obi-Wan should get his own movie. I would totally watch Obi-Wan doing stuff. You want it, you want it set like post-prequels where he's like hanging out on Tatooine? Yeah, solving mysteries and killing people who are coming to find him. But he also can't be too overt about anything right, he does. Because right. it's very clear that nobody believes that he's... He's just a crazy old hermit. Right. He's being called Ben. But there's definitely something to him because Luke describes him as like, ah, he's some old wizard that lives out in the fucking dunes. Yeah. Well, so like, clearly could've... there are rumors of him being a little extraordinary. Maybe. Or maybe he hires himself out for birthday parties and does match tricks for kids. Or maybe Ooh. he just does a lot of peyote and writes comic books where old-timey characters fuck. No, nice. True. <laughs> nice. All of that would make a great Obi-Wan movie. <laughs> I, would, I, would say, I think I think there is room for there to be an, an Obi-Wan sort of like bridge film between the prequels and the original trilogy, kind of just showing, especially if you got Ewan McGregor back. He is sure, the yeah. high oh, yeah. he is the high point of the prequels. Absolutely. Um, Easy. Easy. And to see kind of what he did to keep Luke's presence secret. Um I think that'd be there's there's an interesting story that we like yeah. kind of like Batmaning around Tatooine. Yeah, I think yeah. it'd be very interesting to see him try to solve a problem without like kind of having like an unforgiven tension to it, where like he wants to use his lightsaber, but he knows that he can't. Right. right. Because yeah. if he does, then it's done. Jig is up. So he's got to like find clever workarounds. See, yeah. that's a cool yeah, idea. That's sort a great of like idea. the ex gunslinger kind of role for him. Right. That's a really good right. idea. Now, from what I understand on uh, some of the current animated series, some of that time of Obi-Wan's life has been explored. Am I right? In, in the current Marvel comics, there's been a couple like one-shot issues of telling like small stories about Obi-Wan hanging out in the desert that are very good. And a little bit in Star Wars Rebels, there's exactly one episode, and Obi-Wan is barely in it. It's more of like a Darth Maul is survived the events of Phantom Menace and is like out for revenge against Obi-Wan. Gotcha. And that's also very fucking cool. Uh, but as far as telling, like, a movie-sized story, there really hasn't been anything. Okay. So there's a lot of room there to kind of explore that. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Excellent. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm down for that. I'm down for an Obi-Wan movie. Or even tell it from, like, the point of view of, like, another character right. on Tatooine. And Obi-Wan just sort of, like, like Doctor Who, like, floats in, floats out kind sure, of thing. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm He's down. like this mysterious figure kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. John... What would you like to contribute to the Star Wars spin-off showcase? God, there are so many movies that I would desperately love to see Star Wars do, and they're all fucking insane weird things that would never happen. I uh, I really want to see uh, the formation of the original Republic. Mm. Sure. Like, that's an, that's an interesting story. Yeah. Like, how did a bunch of disparate star systems come together in the first place, and also the separation of powers between the Jedi and the Republic and, like, how that got kind of fermented and sorted out and all that stuff. And, like, how did they get the galaxy to sign on to that? Federation. Yeah. No? No, it's a it's a Republic. Yeah, the Federation. So there's the Star Trek Federation? Mm -hmm. Isn't that what that is? Isn't the that Star the whole Trek thing? is a Federation, yeah. Right. Yeah. 
But isn't that what the Republic is? The same thing? <laughs> I, no, exactly, no, I don't the, think. The, no. the Federation is shown to be like, everybody still has 100% autonomy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But in the Republic, it's clear that like they're sending delegates to a governing body to make rules that the entire galaxy lives by. So the Republic is more like a UN situation. Yeah, but with like uh, tangible if, direct powers to the nations that signed So if the UN it. was a world government. Correct. So you're talking about the Illuminati. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're talking about a movie that stars Jay-Z and Beyonce as the, the leaders of a cosmic Correct. government. Yes. Nice. Cool. I All get right. it. I would love to see that. I would also, I would love to see uh, like a planet that is outside Republic Empire control that is like way on the fucking outskirts. They have not heard of the Jedi or anything like that. And a kid is born who is just super strong in the force. And it's like... They think it's like a possession movie, you know, right. like a horror oh, movie yeah. of sure. this of this being coming to terms with this like weird power that it has no context for would be also like a real interesting small scale story that would be great. I also want to see uh, fucking, oh God, what is the, the Blue Elephant Band in Return of the Jedi? Oh, Psy Snoodles. Yeah, I would love to see their like Bohemian Rhapsody story. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you know, the rise and fall, they're selling out arenas and then they burn out too fast and they're doing gigs at Jabba's Palace. Well, what if you do like sort of a, because we don't know they die on Jabba's Pleasure Barge. Maybe they escaped. What if you do like a Blues Brothers style movie with Psy Snoodles <laughs> and Max Reed, like, because the Max Rebo band and Snipes yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end of the thing, like Max Rebo's in jail and like he gets out and Snipes Noodles picks him up and they just go we're on, on a fucking, mission for midichlorians. Yeah, so they let's just go, go on a fucking yeah. road trip. They were putting the band back together and you like like there's a part where they do a battle of the bands with like Figure and Dan and his the modal nodes and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely, that would be a rad fucking movie. Very fucking I'm cool. Give me money, Lucasfilm. Right. <laughs> Specifically, the Walt Disney Corporation. You have so much money, you wouldn't miss it if we took it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. That's true. And there's enough, like, small-time, like, makeup artists and costume designers who can make some really quality shit. We can make this movie for, like, like a two million bucks. Yeah. Easy. Exactly. And we could do it like this is Spinal Tap style, where it's like a faux documentary. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Real good. Yeah, yeah. This is great. I would also, I would love to see, uh, I've, I've just got one more and then I'll let you go. I, I would love to see a Boba Fett movie yeah. if it happens one of two ways. Either way the first, he's a Mr. Magoo character <laughs> who just through his bumbling, just happens to look really impressive if you don't know that he has no idea what he's doing. Nice. Sure. He just he just rolls natural 20s all the time. Nice. I mean, he's a 12-year-old kid when his dad dies, yeah. if that. He doesn't get any training. He just picks up that mask, takes that ship, and all of a sudden he's a bounty hunter? Yeah. Of course he's going to fuck up a lot. Exactly. Yeah. But he exclusively fucks up. Yes. But uh, it all works out. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, or wait a second. It takes place post Return of the Jedi. Yeah, he's in the Sarlacc stomach, and it's just him being digested for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just this existential crisis of this man who was a criminal in life, coming to terms with the fact that he has left nothing but a legacy of pain and emptiness in his lifetime. 
And like really trying to figure out the most noble way to die in this situation. <laughs> so it's like Oedipus at Colones, but it's Boba Fett inside a Sarlacc belly. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I like that. That's good. I will say That should the, be a play. Right? Like, yeah. I feel like Tom Stoppard could get in on this. Yeah, yeah. He ghost wrote sections of Revenge of the Sith. He's familiar with the working material. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say in the old uh, EU, the old legend, what now legends. <laughs> All right, okay. Damn. So in the Tales from the Body Hunter book, there's, uh, I think it's Tales from the Body Hunter, but it might have just been a series of Boba Fett books. Boba Fett does get out of the Sarlacc pit. With the help of Dengar, the fucking... The toilet paper man. Yeah, the toilet paper mummy who flies in. And they become like bounty hunter buddies for a while. To the point that Dengar uh, invites Boba Fett to his wedding. (laughs) (laughs) But then Boba Fett gets on Slave 2 and doesn't show up. He ghosts Dengar and then Dengar's pissed. And he's like, I don't have enough toilet paper on me to hide these tears. That's why he names his ship the Punishing One. Mm -hmm. Because he's punishing Boba Fett for skimping out on his wedding. And he's punishing himself for falling in love with Boba Fett in the first place. (laughs) He knew going in how it was going to end, but he couldn't help himself. Boba Fett's just too magnetic. Yeah. 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 But that's because he just kept... He just kept... Rubbing that paperclip against that mat. <laughs> Correct. Uh, sorry, real quick, one more. I would love to see two shitty Jedi who flunk out of Jedi school and are just like dumb con men, like a Coen Brothers movie. Ooh, sure. Yeah. They get in oh, way man. over their heads and they're trying to use as much of the force as they can to get themselves out, but it only makes things worse. Right, right. Ooh. And they're terrible at all their force powers. Yep. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's a great oh, that's, idea. That's a good one. Nice. Uh, Mark, your contribution to the Star Wars spinoff showcase. Uh, I would like to see a sort of young Mace Windu movie. Yeah. Sort of like, mm. you know, Mace Windu's the head of the Jedi Council. Well, uh, he's number two. Well, he's number next two to next to Yoda. But he's like one of the, like, considered one of the most powerful Jedi. Probably the deadliest with the lightsaber that we know. Um, and his lightsaber color is purple, which as we know is a combination of blue and red. Yes. So he is clearly like some, like using a little bit of both sides of the force. Yeah, he's on, he's on like the fucking, like the gray side of the force. For sure, yeah. Um, but I would love to see like a, a, like a cool, like almost like a Black Panther type movie of like this young, you know, Mace Windu coming up in the Jedi ranks. Yeah. Uh, and kind of like... Just becoming this bad because we know you hear so much how much of a badass he is, and when we finally see him unleash his skills, he is quickly dispatched. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got some good moments in uh, Attack of the Clones, he has legitimately one where he cuts off that dude's head. That's it, his fighting style is stilted and yeah. poor. Uh, I mean, that's because Samuel L. Jackson was like 50-something when he made that movie. Exactly. Well, Christopher Lee was like 80-something, and they just CGI-doubled his face on some peeps. Well, yeah, but Christopher Lee was still making death metal Christmas albums. That's true. At the time. God fucking bless that man. Right. But yeah, like, seeing like a young Mace Windu movie and have him come up, and like, he's getting getting taught by young Yoda. He's like roommates with fucking young Qui-Gon Jinn or something (laughs) like that. Or Ki-Adi Mundi or like one of the other like we yeah. can see younger ver- like Kit Fisto or whatever oh my god if there was like an animal house but in Jedi school <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh fuck yeah 
<laughs> like they sneak out to do like a lightsaber raid where they like break into like the ladies Jedi dormitory just to like s- like see their lightsabers that they built like it's not sexual they're just like oh look at that do you see what kind of look at the kyber that? crystal in that one <laughs> She she made a yellow one. <laughs> Actually, uh, yellow is the lightsaber color of the Jedi guards. All right, whatever. Shut up. I'll show myself into a locker. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry. Thank you. Um, if Give I was gonna... a swirly right before, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would also like to see something a little bit more, almost like an extension of what they did with Finn in uh, Force Awakens. Of somebody, like, almost like a full metal jacket version of someone going through stormtrooper training. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? So, like, some poor fucking asshole is dragged off his planet when he's, like, four years old. And he's raised in some imperial fucking orphanage by some shitty, like, little orphan Annie, like, taskmaster. And as he grows up, like, just becomes to resent it. And he's, there's, like, a the crazy guy in his fucking troop. Like that. Like a, or, like, a 501st kind of thing. Yeah. Like, just a war movie following these fucking grunts doing grunt shit. Sure. Yeah. That would actually be pretty entertaining. Yeah. Too. That'd be a cool movie or like a, lim- like a limited series or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, uh, the one thing I... I uh, the other thing I would like to see, I think, would be a uh, a movie, like a comedy about just like life aboard the Death Star for the, <laughs> for the normies. Sure. Yeah. For like like the yeah, janitors yeah. and stuff like that. Like I know that there have been like comedy parodies and stuff about that before. But like what's the commissary like in the Death Star? Yeah. Right? What's the fucking trash guys? We know there's a trash compactor that is built for some reason over a pit that has a giant tentacle monster in there. Yeah, right. Like who has to feed the tentacle monster? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't eat metal. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. Um, if you played Shadows of the Empire, you can dive down there and That's just, true. just a big fucking shoot him in the eye. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, those what those are the things I want to see. Any any honorable mention things we want to toss out? Or what don't we want to see? Well, I do not want to see any more fucking movies set between uh, the events of Revenge of the Sith and the beginning of New Hope. That like that's just so well trodden at this point. You just sure. spent that, yeah. or or do it like super close to the end of Revenge of the Sith. You know, go further. The immediate back. aftermath, yeah. Instead of like ten years, like in, exactly. like directly in between. Yeah, like let's see some stuff like like in the, the like they did with Knights of the Old Republic, the game where it's like thousands of years before. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, stuff I like mean that. that's a, that would be interesting too. Like the birth of the Jedi and the establishment of the Temple. You'd have to make it like a weird kind. Of, it'd probably be better for like a mini series, but yeah. That would be an interesting one, too. Years and years and years and years ago on the Force.net website. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the Fan Films Forum, um, which I used to be a very active poster on, because uh, I had, we kept trying to make a Star Wars fan film, and we kept failing hard. <laughs> nice. Uh, there was a huge like thread that we started about creating like a sort of like uh, fan film anthology series called Tales from the Holocron. And it was going to be like a bunch of, a series of things where you'd like, like a fuck, it was like a fucking holocron would open up and be like, here's the tale of Jedi Master Fuckface. And you'd cut, to, <laughs> and you'd see his little thing and be like, here's the tale of the smuggler Dick Nose. And you'd cut to him or whatever. Yeah. I mean, these are the exact names we were banding of about course. then. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because we were very awesome 20 year olds. Um, <laughs> nice. But like the idea, I think, still stands like a really cool, like, like an anthology series. An anthology series, series yeah. like focusing on the, especially the non Jedi stuff so much of star wars yeah. is focused on the jedi mythology that's the one thing i did kind of like about solo is that 
nobody mentions fucking Jedi yeah, or the Force. Except for goddamn Darth Maul that shows up at the end. But like, spoiler it. alert, that's I it, guess. Yeah. Sure, but that's it. Like, yeah. like, like even Rogue One. Like, there's no Jedi's in Rogue One, but there's like fucking Donnie Yen and his yeah. his friend who's spent the whole time. The Force is real. We're Force yeah, fucking the Guardians priests. of the Wills. Yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. It's like great. I don't care can't you just be a fucking sweet blind martial artist yeah and his awesome friend with a machine gun yeah, yeah. you don't have to be force users True. or force official i don't know force yeah. adjacent yeah uh so yeah that, that's why i'm so upset that we never got that star wars tv series we were going to get because that's basically what it was gonna be yeah it was gonna be like the streets of coruscant yeah give me nah. gritty fucking bounty hunters and space bookies and shit I would love to see, like, Greedo, Goodfellas style, <laughs> where it's like his life of getting into, you know, ever since I was a tiny Rodian and got into a fight with a young Anakin Skywalker, I knew I wanted to run in Jabba's crew. <laughs> is that Greedo? Yes. I always thought it was just a different Rodian. No, it is. In a deleted scene, he is specifically name-checked as Greedo. Oh, interesting. It was one of the... the uh, seldom uses of restraint that George Lucas had in that where he cut out the scene where he gets into a fight with little Anakin after the pod race and Qui-Gon's like, what's going on, little Anakin? And he's like, he said I cheated. Well, did you? Uh, no. Well, do you believe that he, you know, do you still believe that he did cheat? And he's like, yeah, I still believe it. So you see, fighting didn't matter. Now let's get out of here, Anakin. And fucking Greedo runs off to his friends and his friends are like, Greedo, if you don't straighten up and fly right, you're gonna get shot in the cantina someday. <laughs> and that's what I want. Freeze frame. Ever since I was a young Rodian, <laughs> I always wanted to be in the mafia. <laughs> it's just a shadow away. Because <laughs> it's a Martin Scorsese movie. Exactly. The Rolling so Stones have Stones to be in it. And yeah. some Dylan, for sure. Yeah. That long tracking shot of like Greedo and his lady walking into the cantina, like through the kitchen entrance. Exactly, yeah. Walking right? through everything <laughs> to sit down in the front and then fucking like Figure and Dan like sends him a bottle of champagne, like tips his hat and then space henny youngman comes out (laughs) after they do his bits they start doing like a real jazzy version of like a rolling stone yeah Yeah. Yeah. oh Uh, sweet i would also i this sort of this doesn't fall under the the movie purview but a piece of media that i would love to see is a while ago dark horse comics did a thing where they took one of the early drafts of star wars when it was still called the star wars and they made a comic book out of it. The so story like, of Luke Starkiller. I- I- Anakin Starkiller. Yeah. Uh, and like Han Solo was like a Green Guild alien. Right. And it wasn't like a good comic unto itself, but it was like fascinating to read. And I would love for them to take the George Lucas ideas for the sequel trilogy and just make those into some fucking comic books. Oh, like, mm. sure, sure, sure. Just like, to like see like what weird fucking thing could have been. Right, like they know? did with, uh, what they, they did with, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking shitty uh, Daredevil Batman writer fucking fascist guy. Oh, Frank Miller. Frank like Miller's they did with Robocop. Robocop. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or like they did with Kevin Smith's Green Hornet. Or they did very recently um, with somebody's alien script. I can't remember who it was. It was some like. Was it super... Neil Blomkamp? No, oh, no, no, okay. no. It was like a super famous like. I'm very embarrassed that I can't remember who it was. David Fincher. No, it was, uh, it was a sci-fi writer, not a director. Oh, so this wasn't like this was a script that had been written and never even 
put into production. Like uh, William like, Gibson. Oh, that's okay. what it was. Oh, okay. Jesus, wow. right? Okay. Well, the well, the well, the aliens just secretly like robots that are part of the singularity or something. I, don't know. Like I haven't that. read it yet. I'd fucking love to. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that's gonna do it for this mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. Uh, next week, well, again, we'll be discussing Solo, a Star Wars story. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. And hey, Disney, if you want to lose a lot of money on the Star Wars franchise, you get in touch with me because I've got some ideas. I'm John Rooney Taylor. And we'll see you next time. Pay me, Disney. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, Jonathan Rooney Taylor, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a rating or review. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or you can email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.